0: In the holy name of Jesus, amen. By now, you've probably heard about the Black Mass, sponsored by New York's Satanic Temple, that was scheduled to take place at Harvard University last week. In case you missed it, a Black Mass is a ritual done in the name of Satan that mocks the Mass and desecrates a host that has been stolen from the Eucharist. Fortunately, there was such a protest that the ritual was eventually moved off campus where, according to the Harvard Crimson, it was led by a man in a white suit and cape and horn mask, a woman in lingerie, four individuals in hoods, who were surrounded by about 50 people dressed mostly in black, some with face paint. In the end, it seems that no stolen host was used because of the outcry. That is very hard on us as Christians. The Eucharist is dear to me and it is dear to all of you. And a black mass at its core is an exercise in ridicule and hatred. Politically, it's an incomprehensible hypocrisy. One could hardly imagine Harvard's leaders defending an organized desecration of the Quran under free speech. But that, you see, is what happens when folks get a big, big, big brain and a tiny, tiny, tiny soul. So you should pay attention. When you go to college, you should also go to church so that your soul grows as fast as your brain. While a black mass may be hard on us, it must be very, very painful for Jesus. Jesus died for all of them, too, For the saintness and the flippant and the hypocrites and the bright but deceived. Jesus wants to give himself to all of them, to give them his body and his blood, his cross and his forgiveness, his resurrection and his life. Jesus wants to save them, too, so that they can live forever in beauty and light and joy and love, most of all, so that they can live forever in divine love. But instead, they mock him and abuse him. So what do we do? As uncomfortable as all of this might be, there is no need for panic. We have already seen this movie, and we know how it ends. In a sense, Jesus and the disciples face a black mass in the gospel that is appointed for this evening. Jesus and his twelve disciples are at the Last Supper. That is the first mass, right? It is the very first Eucharist. Monday Thursday is a great celebration of Christ's new covenant, but it is also a night that is filled with anxiety and worry and trouble and eventually abuse. Who will betray him? Is it I, Lord? Is it I? Where is Judas? Where are the soldiers? Where are the enemies of Jesus? Where is justice? And eventually, as Pilate asks, where is truth? You know that story. And in just a moment, Satan's folks will crash in and steal the host. They will steal Jesus and they will take him away so that they can mock him and desecrate him and hate him and crucify him. It's remarkable how history repeats itself some days. While a day like that is hard on Jesus, and it is hard on all of us, whether it happens 2,000 years ago in Jerusalem or last Monday evening in Cambridge, Massachusetts, it is a chance for all of us to learn and to grow and to live in virtue and most of all to love whenever we are challenged by evil. Like the first disciples in the gospel appointed for this evening, sometimes we react to pain with panic. And when we panic, things never go well. You can see what panic did to the disciples. If Jesus is stolen, then we'll be left all alone. If we are left all alone they will come for us too. If they come for us, they will kill us just as they killed Jesus. Across the course of the gospel for this evening, the panic and then the pleading gets worse. You see it in the words of Thomas and Philip. If Jesus really loved us, he'd put a stop to all of this. If Jesus really loved us, he would not go away That's the question of Thomas. If Jesus really loved us, he would not go away. He would not go to the mocking. He would not go to the cross, certainly not to the desecration, and certainly not to the tomb. He would not go to the Father. He would not go to heaven. He would not prepare a place for us. He wouldn't go. If Jesus really loved us, he would stay here. But then, of course, if we get our panicky way, the black mass wins and we are done for. It really is this simple. If Jesus' journey, his round trip from heaven to earth and back to heaven again is interrupted, then you and I are lost. It is very, very important to say that in the face of pain and panic, If we get our way, then we are lost. But you should notice that Jesus does not panic at all. Instead, when he is challenged by betrayal and fear and mocking and pain and death, Jesus makes it a point to proceed with life. In this case, it is the life of the Holy Liturgy. It's really quite simple that first Monday Thursday. He speaks the words that his Heavenly Father gave him to speak, and so we have a Eucharist. He does the works that his Heavenly Father gives him to do, and so we have a cross. And come what may, Jesus knows that he is in his Father's hands, and so we have a resurrection. You already know the rest of the story because we spent Holy Week together. Even though the host is stolen, even though Jesus is mocked and desecrated, even though he suffers and dies, on Easter he rises and he lives, and he gives his disciples exactly what we all need. He does show us his Father. He never leaves us alone. He shows us that we don't have to know everything and we don't have to fix everything. We are not left to ourselves. And so there is no reason to panic. Instead, he very clearly gives the divine way, the divine truth, and the divine life. He gives that in every liturgy. He gives that in every Eucharist. Jesus gives that to us in every Mass because he gives us his living self. And that, you see, is why you are here this evening. It's the reason we have the Eucharist here every morning. And that's what the good folks at Harvard found to be their consolation. In response to the Black Mass, they organized a holy hour of prayer. It was attended by hundreds and hundreds of people to celebrate the beauty of what we all hold dear. And just to show that some folks with a great, great, great big brain can also have a great, great, great big soul and a great, 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 great big sense of humor in the face of evil. The procession to the Church of St. Paul in Harvard Square started at Harvard's crosstown rival, MIT. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.